0: Welcome to the Unblocking Crypto Podcast. This podcast is not financial advice. It's meant for entertainment purposes only. These are just the opinions of a couple of gambling wrecks. Welcome back to episode number 77 of Unblocking Crypto. Al, great to see you again. Good to see you, Jason. So let's talk a little bit about what's happened in the past week. And one of the things that kind of caught my eye a little bit that's not purely related to Bitcoin but sure does affect it a little bit is U.S. debt. So in the last five <laughs> weeks, we have seen the debt ceiling rise by a trillion dollars in five weeks, which is kind of crazy. I think Mike Novogratz pretty much pointed this out and said, "Hey, time to buy Bitcoin."
1: Yeah, I saw I saw a chart and and, and you know it kind of t- fit into our discussion before where the when they adjusted the the debt ceiling. They didn't really say, well, we'll just increase the debt ceiling by 500 billion and readdress it six months from now. They didn't do that. They capped some different spending categories and then left the ceiling wide open so they can print as much as they want. They can sell treasuries. They can do whatever. It's really just the spending for military and different entitlements and things that they capped. So surprise, when you let them do whatever they want they they print a bunch of money and they did somehow
0: somebody has to pay for that right i guess the question is when or will that ever be paid for or what will happen but
1: yeah depends on your economic theory as to whether or not someone eventually has to pay for that
0: (laughs) i guess that's a good point
1: the other big thing in the
0: news that i saw was russia's cdbd the digital ruble is about to go live on august 1st
1: well that's exciting Russia would be the country to uh, launch the first CBDC in the middle of a war with the Ukraine and and a financial war with almost everyone else. Yeah, so
0: this makes them the 11th country to launch a CDBC and by far the largest. The next largest is Nigeria. And what's been interesting, if you look at Nigeria, they have kind of created some interesting restrictions. On their regular dollar, and I don't even know what it's called. But in Nigeria, you're allowed to take out 224 dollars per week in cash. The rest of it, they want you doing it with their digital dollar of whatever that is.
1: Yeah, for now, you're able to do that, and they can change that whenever they want. Well, I mean, yeah, still, that's a
0: to me that seems like a pretty low limit. <laughs> yeah, I guess I don't I don't know what they're The average spend is over there but for a majority of people in the u.s if they wanted to do everything in cash 224 dollars per week is not a lot
1: no it's a few few, let me for me and my family of four lunch rolls in between like 40 50 60 bucks so that's a few a few times eating out paying cash so that your your waiter doesn't have to pay taxes on that on the gift that you give them for the service they provide at the end of the meal yeah.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, it's it's good that other countries are rolling these out before the U.S. because I think there's a lot of people in the U.S. that are not big fans of it. Ron DeSantis has pretty much come out and said he wants to be president. And one of the things he will do is
1: make sure CDBCs do not happen in the U.S. Yeah, I think the United States, slow playing things might help them on the CBDC side as they see countries do things like restrict the withdrawal of currency. Russia's, Russia coming out with a CBDC before the United States is a good thing in my opinion. You don't wanna do, you don't wanna follow in Russia's footsteps if you're the US. So I think that's a positive and the United States is so freedom-based. It's a difficult hill to climb in my opinion for like a true CBDC to be launched in the United States and it's just right on the back of all of this money printing covid vaccine mandates mask mandates you know we've kind of been pushing people around for the last few years so to be like to give them a currency where they can be further pushed around i don't know that the timing's great for the government to do that but at the same time it's like 20 30 40 percent of the country just does whatever whatever the government wants so there might be a there may be enough people that that makes sense to, to push forward, but we'll see the CBDC versus public ledger Bitcoin stuff is going to be an interesting kind of battle as these converge. You, you mentioned freedom
0: a little earlier, and one of the people we talked about in the past was RFK Jr. and his big push towards freedom. He recently just unveiled a plan or part of his presidential bid that would exempt Bitcoin from capital gains tax if converted back to the U.S. dollar. I don't know if you saw that or not, but, and then he also wants to really get the greenback backed with real finite assets, which includes gold, silver, and Bitcoin.
1: <laughs> RFK Jr. is really shifting the, what is it, the Overton window to include Bitcoin in, in most conversations. It's It's almost like how... I don't know if you think this way, but a lot of times I'll be in a conversation that's unrelated to Bitcoin with people that aren't into Bitcoin. And I don't say anything out loud, but I want to point out how Bitcoin ties into the conversation. I feel like RFK Jr. does a good job of sliding Bitcoin into the conversation more often than most other politicians I've seen. So it'll be interesting if he can, if if Biden is somehow forced to debate or if rfk junior just gets enough traction to where mainstream media kind of picks him up and stops calling him an anti-vaxxer and you know takes him a little more seriously i think i think he'll do a good job to to kind of advance the ball on 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 the bitcoin front well i think he's being
0: somewhat censored inside of (laughs) congress right now which shocker but i mean his goal was really to try to keep innovation in the US. And right now you look at places like Singapore and Portugal and Germany and and other places that, I mean, all crypto companies are kind of moving toward these hubs because there just isn't that push in the US to really force innovation with crypto.
1: Yeah, and if you're looking at ways to grow your GDP, if you're a country that, say you missed the boat on the internet stuff, and you're kind of an antiquated economy, you can jumpstart everything by being super friendly to to cryptocurrency, Bitcoin, and attract some of that, some of those innovators and entrepreneurs and develop your economy based on this. It's a gamble, but if the same, California made the same gamble on on the internet startup stuff, and it arguably crashed on them, but in the ashes of the internet bubble, rose a, a huge industry most uh, most of the stock market growth this year is is based on companies that don't actually make anything they you know amazon just delivers stuff and provides content same analytics you know, all of that is all they're all digital so if you're looking to to help your country out especially if you're seeing you know, these other countries do the same thing and You're not, you're not having to stick your neck on to be the very first country. That's, that's not bad. I read Japan's prime minister had a speech and put himself in the kind of the crypto limelight saying that web three, his, his stuff was more web three based, but he did mention crypto or he did mention Bitcoin. He wanted to, wants to see Japan increase their visibility in that space. He says that web three is a new form of capitalism and. Japanese crypto exchanges volumes up sixty percent compared to January, and eighty percent of that is in bitcoin. so they're they're starting to to move. I feel like Japan, you know, when we were kids, Japan was the leader in innovation and technology. and we were learning how to speak Japanese in public school in in my small town in Georgia. And then their economy just stagnated for a couple decades. So that's another country that could kind of cattle prod their economy with adopting crypto there the yen has been depreciating against the dollar so if you're holding yen if you can't get into dollars you can get into stable coins if you want to try get into bitcoin i mean if if your currency is depreciating against the dollar and you decided that you're going to buy bitcoin at sixteen thousand in december and it's almost doubled against the dollar and your local currency has depreciated against the dollar you're up you know 150 that's that's not a bad year so that's there's there's a real game theory to different countries adopting bitcoin versus other crypto versus a cbdc we'll see which way uh which way countries go it's going to be i think i think country can make big mistakes here yeah japan
0: has definitely been leading some of that especially with their regulation on stable coins and I mean, we're, they're seeing the the benefits uh, of, of actually putting regulation in place for sure. Utopia you Labs had an interesting announcement here recently too. So they have a new service that allows US banks to send USDC, another stable we've talked about in the past, to domestic bank accounts. And their plan is to charge a 0.3% fee to do this, which is subject to change, of course. But you kind of talked about being kind of digital and not providing anything. These guys are utilizing a bunch of third parties to do this, right. So they use safe wallet for the the front end user interface. They use bridge for the USDC to USD uh, conversion and all all the, I think the regulation piece of it. And the expectation is that when you do this, you see funds arrive in about pre business days. And this is the other cool part about all this is it's all done in self custody wallets. You don't have to put it into their exchanges or anything like that. So, pretty exciting and kind of starts to open up the doors a little bit for people to get money to and from US banks.
1: Yeah, as they are kind of doing this choke point 2.0 thing and making it a little more difficult and tricky to off, off ramp from the United States dollar into crypto guess what people are going to figure out ways to do it you know i think i think my fold card like my login doesn't work anymore and now i have to provide them do you remember back in the day when you'd log in with an exchange and you had to upload a picture of yourself with your id and a, you had to write down the date and things like that oh yeah and so i my fold app like i logged me out So I tried to log back in It gave me the error code. So I had to to contact them via Twitter. You know, it's like the stuff I don't really like to do. And I was explaining like, hey, I tried to get a fold card. I tried to, you know, I froze my or I unfroze my credit. Just in an application, I keep getting this error code. Now I'm getting error code for logins. And the response was that you're, I guess randomly selected to have increased KYC and other security measures. So they they had a list of like three or four things: a a bill from my power company, a picture of me and my ID and the date. You know, it's like holding up a newspaper, like I'm being kidnapped. You know, so they know what day it is. And I just haven't done it because it's like this is this is such a backwards move. You know, signing up for these. For, for you can download any app in any moment and it just pops up on your phone and you can just create a login and you're good unless it, unless it's the fold card or, or it's something like that there's always like whenever weird things start to happen it's, it gets a little frustrating for me
0: well I can give you my wife's fold card and transfer that over to you because she's not using it
1: <laughs> no I just I need to sit down one day and just do it all and, and, and have it done so I can start recollecting bitcoin rewards but, but yeah, you know, it's when the on, like, even for me, who I like this stuff, you know, and I, I, I use Bitcoin a lot and buy Bitcoin a lot and they make it a little bit difficult for me to to have an on or off ramp or an app on my phone that's Bitcoin related. And there's, I mean, it's been at least four or five weeks since I've been able to log in and use that, use that app to buy stuff. So I'm not just from that experience, it's like the crypto guys and entrepreneurs need to find ways to on and off ramp from the U.S. dollar using non-banking ways. And eventually, I think they always will have to circle back to KYC regulations. But with between getting wallets easier to use for normal people, getting U.S. dollar to Bitcoin exchange easy for normal people to make it feel and look like normal banking stuff. Those are the problems where it's like, yeah, if if an ETF gets approved, all of those problems disappear for a lot of people, and they don't have to go down these weird paths and hold up pictures of their ID and a date. They can just call their Edward Jones guy and say, "Hey, I want to I want to buy some of this Bitcoin ETF that's coming out." And I think that's the my bull thesis for the ETF being really successful. Yeah,
0: well, I will. Put the link to the fold card in show notes for anybody that wants to get involved because I do highly recommend it is a great thing to have and one of the cool parts of it is you can pay off your credit cards with your fold card through PayPal and, and get 1% back in Bitcoin on anything you do. So it's you get all the benefits from your credit card points and still get an extra 1% back on Bitcoin. So it is a great way to stack Bitcoin for pretty much free. The other big thing that came out here recently, Chainlink released their CCIP, which is what allows them to exchange data across different blockchains. And I think the big focus was Polygon, Ethereum, Avalanche, and Optimism, and it took off really well. I think it created like $12,000 in revenue for Chainlink over four days. And the expectation is a lot of people will be utilizing this. Uh, just to be able to talk across all more platforms, that really helps the world connect more on blockchain and, and be able to determine what's real and what's not. So it's exciting to see that happen. It's still pretty early on, but if that, I think the ch- the token jumped up like twenty two percent in a day, which is a good sign. Typically,
1: yeah, my chain link is still locked up with BlockFi because I left uh, some minor holdings of some cryptocurrency I don't really care much about on there and took like Bitcoin and Ethereum off and that so great if it goes up I can't do anything with it but in theory I still own it they I did get an email yesterday saying that in the next few weeks they're gonna allow withdrawals for for user funds because they established that if it's in my wallet it's actually mine and it doesn't it's not up for the bankruptcy hearing stuff and so I got an email that said, "Hey, we're rolling out the user interface so you can do withdrawals." It was for it's for eligible clients. It doesn't let me know if I'm eligible or not. But the point of the whole email was to avoid scams. You know, go ahead and activate your two-factor authorization, and you know, allow the BlockFi wallets to transfer funds back and forth. I was like, this is funny because Block Five was the scam. And they, <laughs> th- thanks for the warning so that I don't get scammed by a different scammer. But, you know, I put money into Block because Fidelity was their custodian and they seemed to be doing things above board. And then without notice, they stopped doing that and used FTX and leveraged themselves and just played all the stupid games and won all the stupid prizes and so thanks for the heads up on the scam that block five that's nice
0: yeah i know we haven't talked about spf in a while but he's still been in the news here lately with all the crap going on with ftx i think his he released uh, caroline's diary to try to discredit her and somehow i think they came out that the executives awarded themselves like 700 million dollars and Property and bonuses, <laughs> all this kind of stuff. Um, but he drives a
1: Corolla, so he's like a man of the people. Yeah. So, and it's
0: it's still a mess. I think there's actually a book coming out here pretty soon on just a lot of that story, which I will be interesting at some point to read. Very frustrating at the same time too. But
1: yeah, I don't think I'm gonna read that book. I think I'm, I've I've read enough about SBF and this whole thing. If that Netflix does a documentary on it, I might sit down and watch it.
0: Yeah. NASDAQ was in the news here recently too. So they have announced that they're calling off their plans to launch a crypto custody service, which probably isn't great. Although I think Coinbase seems to be the one that's winning all that anyway. So I don't know how they're going to compete with Coinbase. They still plan to have their digital assets group stay intact. And they will work on developing software for blockchain. And they still plan to list the BlackRock Bitcoin ETF once it comes out too. So they're not getting away from crypto. It's just they probably realized they weren't going to be successful in this, this custody space.
1: Yeah, that feels like a non-organic growth opportunity for NASDAQ, right? That's like McDonald's doesn't get into the home building industry, right? They're in real estate because they own the land under the McDonald's, but they're, you know, it's, it's for NASDAQ to jump all the way across into digital assets like that that's that's a bit of a stretch i mean you basically have to hire a whole new group of people that have a whole new skill set and your ceo doesn't know what they're talking about so you might want to just let another company do that and then buy them once they're big enough and successful enough that might be the cheaper and more successful way to grow that business that way you have a bunch of individual entrepreneurs trying to start a business and there's a thousand of them you can buy like one of the top two or three and you don't have to start it up yourself and be the 950th best and oops i just lost a ton of money in time so uh, that's 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 probably smart you know the, for, for industries like this these big monster companies that think they can just spin off and have a, a crypto side I mean, fidelity's been doing it forever and they're pretty good at it i would say everyone else is Five, six, seven years behind, and you've got a bunch of legacy financial people working in those companies that are biased against Bitcoin and blockchain so they don't pay attention and they don't try to learn it. You know I've got friends that that'll text me stuff, and I'm like, you're so close to b- saying that you just bought Bitcoin because you know you're the way you're talking about money or inflation or government debt you know that all of the stuff that leads you to realize that this this dollar deflationary debt spiral combination of like bad economic stuff is leading towards you want to get out of dollars and into something else and gold just doesn't really do it for people you know in the same way that bitcoin does but some people won't do it so you know you've got people that are in the companies like legacy financial companies that should be the ones that are building business units dedicated to digital assets they're the ones that are like fighting at the hardest so you're it's it's that's a stretch we talked about the etf a few times funstrat had came out with a prediction When and last week we talked about predictions too and they actually mentioned kind of what we talked about too and what i've been thinking about with the dollar uh, dollar cost averaging guys who are buying up Bitcoin at about the same rate that Bitcoin's coming into the market from miners. And they kind of pegged it at $25 million a day in demand and $25 million a day of, B, of Bitcoin being mined. And they saw the ETF may push that demand up to $100 million per not, And that's on average, right? It'll be a huge spike at first. And then the interesting, there, interesting thing there is the Bitcoin coming into the market gets cut in half in April of next year. And so if that demand stays up and the supply coming in, new supply coming in, gets cut in half, then your price has to go up. I mean, it's just <laughs> demand goes up, supply goes down, price goes up. That's easy they they did throw some numbers on at $180,000 bitcoin before the 2024 halving. So, wow. that kind of that would be a huge bull thesis, right? If if you're between $150 $200,000 bitcoin, then you have the halving, then a few months later you start to see price escalation, you know, that's super bullish for me, but Funstrat seems to be like a super bull and when they're right, they're really right, but they're not always right. Uh, they also pegged the ETF approval at a 75% chance, which is the highest I've seen. Normally, it's like between 5 and 25% chance of that ETF, chance of a Bitcoin spot ETF being approved. Well,
0: BlackRock has been preparing for this pretty well. I mean, they've been going after a lot of big names over in Asia and Saudi Arabia as well. So that, that whole territory, they're kind of getting ready to implement, I think, more ETFs or getting more money to come in from that. They even hired one of the ex-CEOs from the Saudi Arabian oil giant over there, Aramco, whatever that name Aramca. is. Aramco, yeah. Aramco. So, I mean, it's it's funny how they were one of the biggest of ESG and they said it got weaponized So now people are like wait you're hiring somebody from saudi arabia <laughs> and still trying to be est it's that's that's not possible
1: <laughs> yeah e d in saudi arabia and are super incompatible i think e- yeah well you mentioned
0: block fi earlier there has been some more positive news from celsius lately there's a chance that they come out of bankruptcy because I think they just finalized a couple of settlements. And what that means for everybody else is that they could get another five percent back in their assets, which to me is kind of five percent with an, an asterisk because they gave <laughs> 30 30 something percent back this last time. And in reality, you got probably closer to s- sub 25% because of it wasn't your actual asset. It was an asset price based on something months ago when the prices were a lot lower. So, it never in favor. Yeah, very frustrating, but it is what it is. At least you're getting something back at this point. And it kind of tied a little bit into the Canadians seem to be having a little problem here lately. There is a thesis maybe that's going around that for Canadians that have a lot of crypto, they're being targeted somehow. And it's almost like this: somebody's coming in as a delivery driver, pretending to be a delivery driver. When you open the door, they come rob you and try to get your cold wallet phrases or just anything off your wallets and transfer your, your crypto away from there. So it, it's, it's not funny at all. I guess the funny part is now that this is happening, the government is telling people that they need to put all of their crypto in centralized exchanges (laughs) instead of self-custody. So- Surprise, the government's solution is more government. Yeah, so kind of crazy. I, I think there's definitely some other ways around that. And one of the things that is out there today that I kind of looked into, but I just haven't figured out a way to do it yet is turning your seed phrases into colors I don't know if you've heard of this before or not, but there is a free tool that you can go download and if you do do this, make sure you put it on a computer that is not connected to the Internet. (laughs) And will never will be connected to the Internet and you can transfer your seed phrase into colors and then almost hide the colors in plain sight and using like the hexadecimal type color portion of it and theoretically now people could look at it and have no idea that that's your sheet phrase kind of all around them (laughs) in the room. So an interesting way of looking
1: at it. (laughs) Well, one, I'm colorblind, so there's no way I'm gonna do that. But two, that seems like you're flaunting it, which means you're probably gonna have people over and have a few drinks and then tell them what what the painting is. (laughs) And then (laughs) eventually somebody's gonna steal your crypto or steal your Bitcoin. So yeah, I mean, if you can do a lot of cool things. That doesn't mean you have to
0: do them. It, yeah, it mentioned something about you could send those colors to different people. Like send some to your mom, some to your brother, yada yada yada. The problem is, they say you could put them in any order, and I was like, you know, I don't think that's true. If you put those in a different order, a, a different wall it's going to come up. So you, sh- you
1: should you really- should not. Yep, yeah, I don't think you can put them in different order. Yeah, <laughs> that's that. Your seed phrase can't be in a different order.
0: I've been reading a little bit about some issues with MetaMask in the past where the seed phrase they gave you is not the seed phrase that gives the wallet the same wallet back to what you you got so it's one of those things with cold wallets or wallets in general it's not a bad idea to try to recover your wallet to prove that it's the same address and not a different address you get back because if you put all your money in a wallet and don't recover it or never try to recover it when you, you try to recover it if it's a different address then
1: that's a problem. So Yeah. Yeah, that's that would be a huge problem. If if that's wrong, you're never gonna you're never gonna get it right.
0: Exactly. So for those that are interested, check the link and show notes. I I did kind of put together an overview of all this software wallets, cold wallets, and, and how to use them and the best way to set things up. So you're welcome to to take a look at that. The other exciting piece too is that Google has actually kind of been changing their ways on digital assets in general. So Google Play has now embraced digital assets and, and NFTs. So you're going to start to see more of that available on Google Play. And it, this is kind of I mean you look at what 5 years ago Google Google wanted nothing to do with crypto at all. And in the past year Google Cloud has signed partnerships with Polygon and Solana, NEAR, and I mean, so they're they're partnering with a lot of these crypto companies and they're trying to to figure out better ways to get more involved with just crypto in general, which which is exciting, right? I mean, that's, that's always a good thing.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it's so weird to me that the, some of the major tech companies aren't taking this on head first and leading the way. I mean, why is Strike and Jack Mallers so far out ahead with the Lightning Network? where Google, I mean, how much money is transferred across the internet because Google facilitates it or Amazon and, and AWS, right? Why that's, that's one piece that's pretty weird to me. They have so much extra cash to fund a, like a, basically a startup incubator within their umbrella. You know, I mean, Google's been working on AI driven cars and things like that, that are a stretch from their core you know search engine stuff that and and work portfolio you know website stuff i don't know why i don't I, I, that's always been confusing to me as to why they aren't trying to figure out a way to get ahead of the the crypto bitcoin stuff maybe they're trying to wait and see what shakes out i mean the, that was the 2017 question was well you know which one's the myspace and which one's the facebook of all of these crypto different crypto coins and you know, six years, fast forward six years, it's like Bitcoin and Ethereum are at the top and everybody else just kind of trades spots below that. And so I I think that you could operate in Bitcoin now and be like, at least it'll be around. It's not going to, it's not going to zero. So Um, I'm I'm, I'm always curious as to why these tech, big tech companies aren't putting more effort into that. Or if they are, maybe they're just being quiet about it.
0: Yeah, it might have something to do with it. Possibly hurt the amount of revenue <laughs> on
1: their end, right? So they're trying to slow play it as long as if possible until it's. If you don't do something, your revenue is going to get hurt because somebody else is going to do it, and you're not. You know, you, there's opportunity cost. That's that's real. So for me, I'm I'm I've just been confused as to why somebody isn't taking the lead on that, and that'll kind of lead to since we're talking social media company type of stuff. Twitter is now X, which is mm-hmm. Elon Musk's master plan, I guess, to have like the one-stop shop, social media, all in one website that does financial and social and everything else you need, which I think was part of how PayPal started. X was involved at that point. So this is a, whatever, 25-year idea that Elon Musk is starting to... So I'm curious to see, you know, he's not anti-crypto, you know, he's jumped into... The Doge stuff, and he knows about Bitcoin stuff. So, you know, Tesla, Tesla bought Bitcoin. Tesla was was allowing Bitcoin to be used to buy Tesla cars. So, it'll For be curious to see. Yeah, yeah. I mean, more than everyone else. <laughs> uh, so, I would say it's worth it, keep an eye on that. Twitter, Twitter had tips, so you could pay, like, if you wanted to pay someone a dollar a month to follow their content, uh, basically just to kind of fund them so they can keep doing their thing. And Elon's kind of pushing Twitter as a decentralized news source. So you could basically pay a journalist you like to go follow the news stories that you think are valuable rather than having a top-down advertisement approach where big pharma does 50 percent of all advertising for news sources so the news is picked by the people that pay the advertising fees it'd be the back other way around the the news source the news stories that people want to listen to would drive the revenue to pay for the people to go dig up and do the investigative journalism on those stories so that'll be interesting to see if that if he pushes that and if he uses crypto or just us dollars to do it the Earth or you could do both. I mean, he, he could do whatever he wants. So that'll be interesting. And he does, they did set it up too, so you can kind of lock some of your tweets so that if you subscribe to that, that user, then, you know, it's a, it, whatever they put up, if it's $5 a month, you get to read those. And if you don't subscribe, then it's blocked and you can only read the free ones. So he's trying to kind of flip the revenue model for social media companies and that'll be that's a that's a big that's a big task to take on so you know it's for him to do that and make it crypto yeah, you know that seems like a lot to do at once but we'll see where it goes
0: yeah i was actually listening to a podcast about that here recently and let's say i'm still a fan of elon musk and what he's trying to do the problem with Twitter that I keep hearing about is it's still censored quite a bit or has the ability to be censored in certain circumstances. And when people finally realize that that can happen, it may be too late. So the, the way that if you really want to fight back and, and have kind of a truly decentralized open place to talk. Noster is kind of that place to go to and and that's what Jack Dorsey's been working on and it's almost more of a protocol that sounds like there's going to be quite a few things that can be developed on top of it to make it work so it's it's still very new in its infancy but if it does take off I mean that is probably something to for most people to keep an eye on other than just twitter too or x.com whatever you want to call it at this point.
1: Yeah. yeah, the Nostr stuff was interesting. I haven't used it, but it feels like it's got sort of the crypto Bitcoin difficulty to use thing compared to Twitter right now. But we'll see. Yeah, I mean, they just started within a year, I feel like, or at least mm-hmm. they started in, a, in some kind of scale. They may have been smaller before that. So we'll see. See how that goes.
0: Yeah, the user interface is not there yet, but that's kind of the case with all these things, right? It doesn't start out being super user, super user friendly. So one of the other things I always want to talk about NFTs and maybe it's not a pure NFT, but North Dakota has been in the news quite a bit and they've kind of adopted blockchain in general for a lot of high school students and going into colleges a little bit too. But what they're enabling is all your diplomas, your trans, transcripts, transcripts and completed coursework to be put on the blockchain Again, the, the cool piece of all this is that if you have a, a certain area where every time you get a credential you can kind of stack them on top of each other so to get a certain diploma let's say there's five different stackable credentials you have to get once you get that you automatically get the diploma and you can easily have an employee employer scan a qr code to prove that you have this Right. Instead of them having to go request it from the high school, whatever the transcript or whatever it is. So it's, it's kind of a cool thing. The the benefit from a lot of that too is that if you don't get all five of them to get the full diploma, there are employers that could search for people that just have those certain expertise and still be able to employ them without needing to or finding an easy way to 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 find someone that has that expertise. Rather than only looking at somebody that has the full diploma,
1: yeah, I like that. I think that education is ripe for disruption because of things like that. I mean you have people that go to college take on debt. they're seventeen, eighteen years old when they start they realize they went the wrong way. they're in a hundred thousand dollar worth of debt they don't have a diploma or they have a health issue or a family issue or something that causes them to have to stop going to college, they could have proof that they're qualified. I mean, who cares if you didn't take that last art history class that you needed as an elective to get your computer science degree, you know? And so something like this, you could get to where you could stack up coursework in order to just take classes that make sense. You know, college used to be this enlightenment thing, you know, 50 years ago, Where you'd go for the sake of learning. And a lot of it now isn't that. It's it's secondary or primary training for a job. And so if you're going to college for enlightenment, okay, go ahead and you know, read poetry and and do all that and then come out and, and work or do do whatever. But for most people, it's the means to the end of getting a job. So why make them take all these crappy classes and just get, go, just get straight to the point so that it's more like training and education. And then you could stack up instead of getting a degree, you could, you know, Siemens Energy could, could say, look, we need, we need people that have done these eight classes, you know, thermodynamics, fluid dynamics, heat transfer. We don't need engineers for this particular, you know, for these jobs, but you need to have an understanding of these. Scan a QR code. Oh, this kid got A's in all eight courses let's let's give him a let's roll the dice on him instead of this other guy who has a has a 4-0 but a lot of his A's are in classes that don't matter so I I think that would be good and quick funny story when I was when I was in high school I had a buddy that he was just he was one of those kids that kind of got off the rails he ended up having to go from our high school to a neighboring high school and it was this is how old I am the like the day before he left like he left on a friday he started the next monday at the new school they gave him a hand like a a progress report to be filled out by his teachers by hand so his teachers filled out this progress report well he just changed the 73 to a 93 in math or whatever and turned it in and so friday he had a 73 monday he had a 93 in the class because it's it was like this honor system for this kid who basically got kicked out of one high school to go to another and so surprised he changed his he changed his grades so yeah uh, like to having transcripts that you you can just that just follow you that are digital that are locked in that can't be changed you, you know that that would be useful wow that's impressive now, he had like nothing to lose he's already kicked out of school so why not what are they going to do kick him out again
0: yeah so the
1: Another thing that is kind of interesting
0: is the Trumps were in the news again. Uh, Melina Trump has released her NFT platform or project uh, after Donald Trump has done a a couple versions of his views. And one of hers actually incorporates the Apollo 11 iconic picture from, from NASA and apparently NASA is completely against having any of their images used in NFTs. So it sparked a lot of controversy. I don't really know what's going to happen from this, but it's it's kind of funny that that's hitting the news at this point.
1: <laughs> I mean, if that's not public domain, what is, man? Like MTV gives out like the Moon Man stuff. They've been doing that for forever. Like that's, that's publicly funded... It's so old. I feel like for you to claim like a trademark infringement or something so that you can't use your image, like that cat's out of the bag, man. Yeah, so kind of crazy that's happening,
0: but apparently that's a a problem from NASA's perspective.
1: Well, you know, the rules are different for different people.
0: Yeah, That's all that I had on my end. Anything else we missed on your end? No, I think we covered it. Awesome. Well... I feel like it's been a little slower the past couple of weeks after we had that flurry of stuff with all the BlackRock stuff and and Ripple and everything, but there's still a lot of exciting things happening. So it'll be interesting to see what happens over the next week and we'll talk again then.
1: Yeah, I think we'll have an interest rate news by the time next week rolls out. Sounds about right. All right. Thanks.
0: If all of these crypto conversations leave you with more questions and you're looking for answers. I've created a product that dives into most of those answers, including why crypto, how to set up a cold wallet, and some of the more advanced strategies for dealing with crypto.
1: Check the link in the notes below and hope to see you there.